Well, hello there. Welcome back to Become a Calm Mama. This is Darlene Childress. I am the host of this podcast. And on this podcast, my goal for you is that you become a calm mama. And we, the purpose of becoming calm is so that we can raise emotionally healthy kids. And that's always my goal as a parenting coach is to improve your relationship with yourself, to improve your relationship with your child, and to improve your child's relationship with themselves. And we do all that through the lens of self-compassion, compassion, connection, and healthy boundaries, (laughs) parenthetically. So on this episode, I actually am going to spend some time debriefing my experience of dropping my son off to college. Lincoln, my oldest son, I dropped him off at Santa Barbara in Santa Barbara yesterday. He is going to a community college called Santa Barbara City College. And in that community, there's a private dorm next to University of California, Santa Barbara. And we found this dorm and they allow uh, community college students to live there. It's actually a dorm just for the community college students, but it is in the same town as UC Santa Barbara. So it's really kind of the best of both worlds for our son. He is getting the smaller community college experience, you know, and having smaller classes and a little more support. That is what is, it's a cool benefit of community college, actually, that the schools tend to be smaller and you can get access to support really easily. So yay. But then also he gets to go away and have a dorm and have roommates and have that first, you know, first year of college experience. So we love this plan for him. And yesterday was the move-in day for his dorm. And it might be a little bit soon (laughs) to do a reflection because like literally it hasn't even been 24 hours since I've dropped him off. But I wanted to spend some time sort of processing where I'm at, where my thoughts are, and helping you grow in your ability to really allow for any feeling that comes up. That's the theme of this podcast episode. And so I'm going to kind of like, you know, break it down for you a little bit of what it was like for me. And then also kind of what my, my takeaways are from, from raising a kid, you know, honestly, that goalpost of graduation from high school and then launching into adulthood is the finish line of parenting in some ways. And it doesn't, it doesn't, completely end. I've talked about this a little bit. I think parenting ends when your child is truly independent and that also means financially independent. And we can have emotional interdependence, he and I, that will never end. That's what being in a relationship is. We're always going to be in a relationship. I'm always going to be a mom. But the actual practical pieces of parenting and mothering, I do believe end. And that's because I separate my relationship from the parenting or mothering tasks. So all that to say is I can't, I kind of am at the end and like I'm a parenting coach. So it would probably be good for me to process and talk to you about my experience as I wrap up this parenting journey in this way. Of course, my son is not financially independent. Uh, We're paying for college. We have not like turned him out and said, you know, you're on your own. He He still has a lot of connection with us. We pay for his car and all those things. And so there's still freedom, responsibility tethers. So as, you know, as he gets more financially independent, that's when he, that's kind of the last, 
the last frontier or whatever in his um, journey towards adulthood. Okay, so yesterday in the morning is when we were packing up. And it's funny because I've kind of talked about this a little bit on my social media, but I had been gathering things for Lincoln over the summer and I really didn't go crazy. Some moms get really into decorating the room. I was just kind of really practical. But whenever a feeling would come up over the summer where I felt a little bit scared of like, oh my gosh, is he going to, you know, is he going to have everything he needs and all that? I would sort of get something and I would put it in this pile in our dining room on the dining room table, like the dining room we don't use that much. And that was became like where all Lincoln stuff was for school. And I started to call it my anxiety nest. <laughs> and it was like, when I would have an anxious moment, I would go like, oh, you know what he needs? He needs an umbrella. And then I would like get an umbrella and I would put it in my anxiety nest. And that was, you know, my, my, the externalizing of me and my anxious feelings about him leaving. I kind of teetered back and forth. Sometimes I didn't really think about it that much. And then other times I would be really focused on it. So all summer, it was sort of this journey towards prepping him to get ready. And then yesterday was move-in day. So we had, you know, all of the stuff in the dining room, like my anxiety nest. (laughs) And um, it took about 30 minutes to pack the car. So we packed it all up. We got bike, surfboard, computer, computer desk. I mean, just, you know, computer chair, all the things and put everything in the car. And then we drove. It's about an hour and a half, a little less to Santa Barbara from our house. And we checked him into his dorm. We had a quick lunch. And then we just started to unpack all the stuff. So I was really in mom mode. You know how mom mode is like you've got your list and you've got your project and you're kind of making sure everybody is, you know, doing what they need to do. And when you're in mom mode, I actually think it's really easy to not have a lot of emotion except maybe frustration if people aren't moving fast enough or they're not listening to you or you realize, like for me, if I realize that, you know, we forgot something or that I wasn't prepared enough, then I can get a little anxious about it and it can show up as as frustration or, or, you know, irritation. But for the most part, I'm not really processing the experience when I'm in mom mode. I'm just like doing the tasks. I'm sure you can relate as a mom. So... I was just like, it was almost like a regular mom day, like getting, it felt a little bit like we were going on a trip as a family. You know, that feeling before you go, especially if it's a road trip and you're, you know, you got to get everybody in the car and get everything and everyone's like kind of running around and da, da, da. that's how it felt all day. And then we got to the room and we unpacked it. We problem solved, made decisions, did another target run, right? Came back. So that whole vibe of the day was a little bit like, actually Lincoln described it. He said, it feels like I'm not moving. It hasn't even hit me. This was like after we even finished the room and we went, we finished the room. It was really great. And then of course there's a beach close by because it's Santa Barbara. So we finished his room, you know, spick and span. Everything looked amazing. Took the videos, took the pictures. And then we went to the beach as a family, the four of us. And the boys like jumped in the water. I was really just like had such mom like bliss watching my kids swim together as they have done since they were little and they enjoyed themselves. And, you know, the four of us were, you know, standing in the sun and just kind of enjoying that moment. And Lincoln said, it doesn't even feel like I'm moving or that I live here. It hasn't hit me yet. It just feels like we're on a family trip and that we just set up our Airbnb and now we're just exploring the area. And that was 100% the feeling of most of the day. And, and then we went 
from the beach, we went to dinner, the four of us. So it still kind of felt like explore the city vacation mode kind of thing. All until we drove back to the dorm. And it sort of started right when we were paying the bill. I was like sitting next to Lincoln and I could feel myself like wanting to hug him a lot and like put my hands on his back and just... I'm not really that touchy with my kids, but I just wanted to like, you know, touch, touch him. And he was kind of like nudging me away because I was like leaning on him, but in a sweet way, I think it was starting to hit all of us. So we drove back to the dorm and we all get out of the car and we're just silent as we walk. We're like, are we just going to walk you back to your room or what? He's like, yeah, I guess. We're like, okay. So the four of us kind of walk quietly (laughs) to the room. And then, you know, we stand there, we give a bunch of random good lucks and I love yous and you'll do great and I'll miss you. And he sat down on his bed and we all sort of slunk away. Like Sawyer goes, so what do we do? We just walk out. And I was like, yeah. And then he goes, bye Lincoln. He yells really loud and we walk out, we close the door, (laughs) we walk down the stairs and he's just in his room and we're not with him anymore. So we walk to the car and we get in the car and we start driving and I just feel numb in that moment. Like I've had a lot of experience with grief and loss. I've lost my sister, my mom, um, someone who is almost like one of my best friends. And so I've experienced a lot of grief and, and, and mourning and it had a little bit of that tinge of when something happens and it, you don't quite feel it yet. Like it hasn't hit you yet. I just felt sort of numb and I just felt very, very tired, but unnecessarily tired because I, it wasn't like that physical of a day and I had slept fine. I just felt that kind of fatigue of, of grief in some ways. If you, if you've ever lost someone, you know what I'm talking about. So I was really, and I was really quiet, which isn't like me because I'm usually very talkative and I'm always like chatty and I like to debrief everything and talk about everything. And that's, you know, my husband is used to that. But on this drive, I just was quiet and I I didn't have anything to say. And Kevin was like, you know, so how are you feeling? And I was like, numb. Like, I don't feel anything yet. I just feel tired. And that was the beginning of me realizing that I don't get to control or create my emotional experience, that the, all of the lessons I've learned throughout all the years, things I teach on this podcast, things I teach in my classes is that we are really just supposed to be present for the emotions as they come up. And that's true for our kids and for us. And just narrating the feeling, narrating the circumstance, naming that emotion, trying to put words to describe that messy thing inside, and then allowing for it to be expressed in ways that work. Now, when you're a little kid, you don't know how to express your feelings, right? You hit and punch and spit and kick and cry and throw and right all that behavior. And sometimes when you're a grown-up, you don't know how to feel your feelings either. You kind of avoid them. You talk a lot. You, if you're a mom, you hyper-organize or you emotionally check out. You know, we all have these strategies and these ways of dealing with our feelings. And I'm not going to judge any of your 
feelings because that's not compassion. Compassion is just recognizing, oh, you have an emotion and this is how you're expressing it. And as you get better with naming your own emotions and expressing them, get really comfortable with just being okay with however they are. And that's what happened to me in the car. I was like, oh, I'm just numb right now. Like I thought I was going to be sad. I thought I might feel relief. I thought I might feel other feelings. I have felt those over the last four months. You know, once it kind of hit me that he was going to move out, I've experienced those at different times and they come when they come. And that's the thing about feelings. So I was kind of quiet in the car. It's not a long drive. We got home and all I wanted was to be alone. I actually really wanted to change into my pajamas. That's like a big signal to me that I can relax and I can be okay. Um, so I was like, okay, I'm going to go upstairs and take my, and get in my pajamas. So I went upstairs, I got in my pajamas and then I walked by Lincoln's room and I just went in and then I started to feel sad because <laughs> he was not in there and his room has kind of a quiet like his things are gone, you know, there's still furniture in there, but it doesn't feel quite the same. His guitars are gone, his computers, you know, all these things. So I've climbed into bed. I climbed into his bed and I just laid down in there. I put the covers up and I just sort of curled up and I didn't start crying. It wasn't intense. I just kind of felt his presence. I felt sad. I... I just was in my own kind of quiet, like, you know, resetting my nervous system, resting my body, thinking of him, wishing for good things for him. It wasn't like prayer. It just was quiet. I was just in my feels. A couple tears fell. Kevin walked in. He just kind of like guffawed at me. He walked away. And, and I lay there for a while. And then I realized that I was done. And that the feeling that I needed, that being in his room had passed. So it was like I was numb in the car. Then I was sad. And then it kind of settled. And I felt like, okay, this feeling is now over. And I was ready to move on. I, would, I kind of was like, okay, this is what it's going to be like. I, I kind of turned, came to a little bit of terms of acceptance. And that is what I've noticed with feelings is that when we allow them, they shift naturally. Our brain starts to tell a different story. We kind of experience the feeling and then our, our mind will start to say, okay, this is not that bad. It's okay. I'm okay. We start to coach ourselves. So that's sort of what happened to me. I Like the moment passed, Sawyer came in the room and I just found myself ready to move along, move my evening along, talk to him about his protein smoothie or whatever. And then this morning I woke up and I had no idea what I would feel. And I felt a little sad knowing that I wouldn't see Lincoln today. So I had that thought like, oh, I'm not going to see Lincoln today. And I felt sad. And that was like a strange awareness. I had this strange awareness like, oh, my kid has moved out. It's not like the feeling of summer, like summer camp because there's no end date, right? This is our new normal. So I can feel my thoughts shifting about like, okay, this is how it is. This is what it's like now. Um, I'm not going to see him every day. We're probably not even going to talk every day and that's okay. And so that's what really self-coaching is. It's like finding those thoughts and then noticing your emotion and kind of soothing your emotion, letting it pass, finding new thoughts, right? It's kind of a journey with yourself. I notice this with women all the time is that 
one woman will be sad or like, oh, I'm applying for a job and I don't think I'm going to get it and I'm feeling really upset and like I haven't put a resume together and I'm insecure and they'll start talking about their feelings or a mom will say like, I really lost my shit with my kid yesterday and I'm really mad at my husband and they'll have a big feeling cycle and the women around them are so kind. They'll be like, oh, of course, it's okay. You don't need to beat yourself up or you're going to get that job. Don't worry about it or, you know, it doesn't matter. Like, it's just practice anyway. Like, we tell each other such beautiful stories as women to women. I love it. We don't try to solve the problems. We just are kind. We don't say, oh, you know what you need to do to get your resume, you know, to some of us give advice, but a lot of times we're just sweet, right? And that is what you can learn to do with yourself is just be sweet with yourself, that's what I think of as the process of self-coaching, right? So then I, I'm really wrapping my head around this idea that Lincoln, this is my new normal, right? He's going to move in and out of our home over the next few years as he makes his way towards independence. And he's going to be away at school and then home for a break and then away at school and then home for a break again. And that is how he's going to slip in and out of my world moving forward. And I thought that I would feel sad about this. But I realized that I'm not sad, actually. That this is what I've been preparing for all along. That this was the goal. This is all of our goals as parents is the idea that we want to give give our kids, like equip our kids with the tools that they need to become adults. It's the long goodbye, as I talked about when Lincoln was graduated from high school and or when he turned 18. Like these are the, the milestones that mark time and mark progress towards an end goal, which is that our children don't need us. Like, I want my kids to want to be in a relationship with me. I don't want them to need me, right? That's what a really healthy relationship is, is where I, as two adults and two adults in a relationship, one adult is able to, you know, manage their own emotions and take care of themselves and set goals and they're independent. And then you have a second adult that's also able to manage their emotions and set goals and move through obstacles and take care of their own responsibilities. And the, so you have two independent adults and then together we are interdependent where we rely on each other, but we don't we're not codependent. We don't need each other. So I was like, wait a second. I don't need to be sad. Like this is what I was doing all along. This is what I've been working towards, working towards independence and responsibility and emotional health since he was four years old, since that first step that I took into becoming a calm mama, becoming a compassionate parent, 15 years ago, I've set up our life towards this end goal of emotional health and a strong relationship with he and I and with himself and with his siblings and with his social world. I've committed to that, to cultivating that, and we made it. Like, 
this is what it was all about. And like, here we are, we're like on like you, you call like marathon, right? Parenting is like, oh, it's a really, you know, long years or what do they call it? Long days, short years or whatever. And it's like, well, at some point there's an end goal. It's been a marathon or it's been running, you know, climbing a mountain. And I crossed the finish line. I made it to the top of the mountain. Like we can celebrate what we've done. And that feeling of celebration has been really interesting for me. Last week, I think it was last week, right before he moved, we got the orientation schedule for this week while he's there at orientation at his dorm. And, you know, it's like, you know, different activities, right? Set up on a, on a, on a calendar. And when I opened up that document in my phone, I started to cry really hard. I was like, like weeping in the car. Sawyer had been driving, which is, you know, a thing. And then he had gone inside the store to get a skateboard or something. So I stayed in the car and I opened my email and I read this email and I was immediately flooded with emotion and I just started crying. And then in typical life coach, Darlin world, I'm like, whoa, <laughs> what are these tears about? Like what's happening here? And I recognized, okay, I was like, what is this feeling? And mostly it was relief. I just was like, oh, okay, there's grownups in charge. <laughs> Honestly, I was like, somebody in charge set up the schedule and is going to tell my kid where to go at what time. I, like, I had a sense of relief, like, okay, he's not just going into the Wild West alone. There's people, there's systems. This is not their first time launching a, you know, a class of freshmen, like he's in good hands. So that made me relax. I'm sure you feel that way when you have your kids like in a good school or you finally found a good daycare or a babysitter or preschool and you're like, ah, right? Get to exhale. And then there was this secondary feeling that flooded in and it was proud. Not of him, you guys, but of myself. I was like, I did it. I got this kid to launch into the next phase of his life. And I have felt that when I have figured out an elementary school or a middle school or got my kid to high school or got my kid a driver's license or what, you know, a bank account, or like, even I get that feeling when I take them to the dentist or got them braces. Like there's this, these little things in adulthood. I mean, in parenthood where I'm like, look at you, girl. Like, I honestly have a pretty cool ability to be proud of myself without um, being super cocky about it. And that sounds cocky, right? So that's not what I mean. But I do have like a pretty good self-talk game that I've worked on. A couple weeks ago, I talked about um, kind internal self-talk when I talked about the inner child. And I've been practicing KISSED for a long time and kept, right? Kind external parent talk. I've been practicing those for a long time. So it comes up parenthetically. It comes up a lot for me when I have, um, when I make dinner for my family and I haven't, like I didn't have a dinner plan and I still end up putting food on the table. I'm always like, damn girl, you made that happen. Like you're amazing. So that little feeling of like, damn girl, I had that feeling when I opened up that email, I was like, 
whoa, look at you. You got your kid into college. Like he's going, you know, he's not like into college. It's community college, but you know what I mean? Like we're launching him. He is on his way to adulthood. Like good job, you. And also good job for like parenting this way. I just let myself feel really proud. And I found myself this morning feeling proud too. Like we made it. This is what you've been preparing for all along. You have worked hard, Darlene, and you mamas who are listening, you are working hard on calming your own emotional reactivity, right? Learning to process negative and positive emotion so that like for me, I don't want to dump all my junk onto my kids. I didn't want to take my toxic uh, patterns and my trauma and all my childhood crap and just re, you know, redo the whole uh, parenting trauma wheel again. I really wanted to heal myself and that way I could heal this next generation in my own family. And I was like, yeah, I did that. I worked hard and I learned how to teach him what to do with his feelings. Like through the practice of compassion, I have taught him how to process his emotions. He was very aware yesterday what he was feeling and where he was at. And he was like, you know, we we got into a little tiff getting the car ready and he was really upset and he, you know, was a little bit rude. And then when we were driving, he's like, Hey, I'm sorry. I just got really nervous. And you know, I just, you know, I'm just nervous about everything. And I was like, that's okay. You know? So he just has that emotional awareness, right? Both kids do. And it really, it's, it's a, it's a testament of how much work we've put in over the years to help him know what to do with his feelings. Right. And then of course, having limits and boundaries and letting him make mistakes and not rescuing him, even when I want to, And, you know, letting him become independent and take personal responsibility, right? It's years of years of work that led to this moment. Like this morning when I woke up and my kid woke up at college, like this morning, today, I was like, this took a lot of effort. This was a heavy lift. And I know that all that work is why he's going to be okay. It's, it's why I know, you know, like that I can relax. Now, is he going to struggle? Is he going to suffer? Is he going to have hard times? For sure. But does he know how to cope with that? Yes, he does. He knows how to problem solve. He knows to process his negative emotions. He knows how to get help. He knows how to be a self-advocate. These are the tools and skills. Is he a perfect student? No. Does he have perfect hygiene? No. (laughs) does he always keep his room clean no does he drive too fast sometimes yes like he's not perfect no one is perfect but what we want to do is help our kids um, have the skills that they need in order to move through big feelings and that I can trust that I've done my job when it comes to parenting him so here are my big my two big takeaways from taking my kid to college the first is that Learning to process emotion, especially negative ones, is probably the single most valuable gift I've given myself over the past 19 years of motherhood. Being able to feel all my feelings has allowed me to be truly present for the experience of parenting and raising my boys. Like I was here for all of it. The good, 
the bad and the ugly. And I'm so grateful for my own willingness to get help when I needed, when, when I needed support to hire people like parenting coaches, to hire therapists, to hire support people in my life in order, and to like have an amazing group of friends in order to, you know, learn how to feel my feelings, how to reach out and, and process that negative emotion. I've read hundreds of books and like, you know, done so much self-help and self-development and I'm grateful, right? Like doing that work meant that I could be present in this day and that I'm really, uh, that's a takeaway. Like it's worth it. The second is that it's worth gentle parenting as they call it now. Like that's a new phrase, but that idea of, you know, parenting with compassion and that that is hard work, but it is also worth it because when you do the personal development work and you combine that with compassionate parenting, the result is a kid who feels very connected to you and has a lot of emotional health for themselves. Especially if you combine that with limits and restorative consequences, if you let your kids make mistakes, if you have firm boundaries, so not being permissive, but having boundaries, you are teaching those two, the two prongs of, of emotional well-being is that emotional health, being able to process your negative emotion and being personally responsible. So doing both, it's not easy, but it's worth it. A long time ago, I chose that my three parenting goals would be my kids' emotional health. That would number one. Number two was my relationship with my kids. And number three was my own mental and emotional well-being. And those were my goals. Not straight A's, not good students, not obedience, none of those. Not like star athletes, right? Not the most attractive kid, not the you know famous chess player. I just wanted my kids to know, not even be happy. I wanted them to be emotionally healthy. I wanted us to have a good relationship and I wanted to grow as a person. And that is where I realized today on launch day for my oldest, I can on, honestly say that I've achieved what I set out to do. And I'm letting myself be proud. I was talking with my coach, Kristen, this morning, and she was challenging me to just allow myself to feel proud. And she was saying, this is kind of a new concept in parenting. Instead of focusing on what we don't want to do to our kids, focus on how we want to feel at the end. Like, do we want to be proud of how we showed up? Do we want to feel proud of how we were as parents? And it's like, yeah, but you can feel that way now. That's the cool thing is like, if you take one deep breath and you walk away and you don't yell at your kid one time, be proud. You have the right (laughs) to feel proud of yourself. And that's where I'm really letting myself just be like, yeah, no, kick ass. We're good. This is great. And if it's not, I will also process my negative emotion. Maybe in an hour, I will feel very, very sad, right? I don't know yet, but processing my feelings is so valuable. And being proud of myself is also so valuable. So this is my challenge to you today is I want you to ask yourself, am I letting myself feel the feelings as they come up? Am I allowing myself to feel fully sad or mad or scared? 
And if you're not, maybe you need to learn to trust yourself. You can ask yourself, do I trust myself that I won't just fall apart and become a hot mess if I allow myself to feel this anger? What I've noticed is that when I don't feel my feelings, they show up in another way. It's like whack-a-mole. If I try to pop one down, it's going to pop up in another relationship or another part of my life or in my body somewhere. So asking yourself, am I learning? Am I, am I allowing my feelings to pass? Am I allowing myself to feel fully? That's what being human is all about. And if you're struggling with that, reach out, connect with me, join one of my emotionally healthy classes. This is one of the main things I teach because in parenting, we have a lot of feelings and we don't want to dump them on our kids. So learning how to process them is a big part of being a life coach and supporting you as a parent who's going to become your kid's emotional coach, right? That's my what you want to be for them. You have to be able to process your negative emotion first before you teach your kids how. So ask yourself, am I letting myself feel my feelings? And then the second challenge I have for you or question I have for you is like, are you letting yourself feel proud of your hard work as a parent? Do you ever quiet that inner critic? Do you practice kind internal self-talk? Do you practice kissed? At least sometimes. Do you tell yourself, good job, mama? Literally every time I cut up fruit and I put it in a bowl and I hand it to my children, I think, good job, mama. (laughs) So there's just like bedtime. I walk out, close that door. I'd be like, yeah, good job, mama. Are you letting yourself feel good job, mama? Are you? This is what I want you to know is that you have permission. You will be the mom that you want to be when you let yourself feel your feelings. You will show up more like the mom you want to be when you allow yourself to be proud and speak kindly to yourself. Those two things have been my main tools to get me to where I am right now. And that's why I want to offer that to you today. And yeah, just celebrate with me if you're at all. Um, You know, if you're a regular listener to the podcast, you know, I've had Lincoln on the podcast. He and I have a very interesting relationship. He's a really great kid and he's just really lovely. I'm going to miss him to pieces. Um, But I'm just delighted right now. So celebrate with us as a family and I will be celebrating with you um, at any ways, any, any ways that you're launching kids, launching them to kindergarten, launching them to middle school, launching them to high school. All of these are big transitions. And that is, it's just important for me to know that you get to be proud of yourself and you get to feel whatever feeling comes up. All right, mamas, thanks for listening. And I will talk to you next week. Have a great week. Thanks.